handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Cody Felger here. Andrew Thomason joining me as well. Andrew, it's been a minute, man. How have you been? How have things been going? I know you've been doing some finals, so it's probably been pretty busy, but how have things been going for you? Very busy, as you said, with finals, trying to wrap up uh, wrap up college, which will be here in the next month or so. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And um, just kind of grinding away um, with my my new position at Stampede Blue uh, content out once a day, five articles a week. If you haven't checked that out, please be sure to do so. Yeah. Um, and um, other than that, I'm I'm doing well and everything's going pretty good for me. What about good. you? Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. I am doing good. It is uh, similar to you. It's very busy. Uh, crazy schedule right now with my job, the summer months. Like it's weird, like certain things like they get a little bit less, you know, involved. And then there's other things that kind of pick up the slack. So staying busy as ever seems like there's never a break. I actually like uh, a couple days ago for the first time, like had an evening where I could actually like do nothing and just chill at home. It's really nice. So it's just been crazy trying to find those times of rest, but uh, you know, and also just trying to find time to, to record podcasts. It's been a little bit harder than normal. seems like I was able to, you know, whenever the the season was going and all that stuff. And even, you know, early in the off season was able to do a lot more, but just with a crazy schedule, it's been a little bit harder. And so we, we instead of like a podcast every day, it's been a podcast every couple of days. That's just how it kind of ebbs and flows. But Andrew wanted to talk today about uh, some of these later round guys. So for people who are wondering what classifies as a later round guy or a gem, which we're going to talk about today, I'm going to go fourth round all the way to seventh round. The reason why I say that, Andrew, is because we made the argument right. You don't know with your fourth round picks. You could get a guy like Marlon Mack. You could get a guy like Zach Banner. You just don't know. And guys like Jacob Eason, you know, there's no, there's no reason to believe that Either way, you just have no idea with him right now. So a lot of times, fourth and beyond is kind of up in the air. It's kind of 50-50 with some of these guys. Some of these guys pan out. Some of these guys are just projects, and some of these guys don't even make the final 53-man roster. But we're going to look at these guys that the Colts drafted and kind of kind of talk about some guys that we feel like are, could potentially be some hidden gems for the Indianapolis Colts. It seems like every year Chris Ballard at least finds one or two guys in those later rounds that kind of turned out to be gems. Last year was Isaiah Rogers, especially Jordan Glasgow. You could throw in there as well on special teams. It always seems like there's a couple guys, but Andrew, who is your first guy here within rounds four through seven, who you think could be a hidden gem for Indianapolis? I'm going to go with one of the guys that we had a chance to speak to not too long ago, actually. And that's Kylan Granson, the tight end. And listen, this is something I wrote in one of my pieces for Stampede Blue, maybe a week or so ago. The Colts have been in search for a big playmaking tight end, somebody that can stretch the field vertically and mm-hmm. garner those big chunks down the field. And they haven't really seen anybody like that or had anybody like that on the roster since the departure of Eric Ebron. You know, Moali Cox is, you know, his numbers have increased somewhat over the last couple of seasons. And Jack Doyle, as much as everybody loves him, 
he's kind of tailed off a little bit as well. So those are certainly things to take into consideration. And when you look at Kylan Granson, he drew, drew comparisons to, to Trey Burton, a guy that was obviously with the Colts last season, had a little bit of production, but obviously wasn't brought back. He's a guy in my mind, when you look at his tape, when you look at his film, when you look at what he had to say to us during the media coverage not too long ago, he's a guy in my mind that can come in and certainly make an immediate impact for this Colts offense. Mm. Yeah, Granson is a, a big name. I think that I know Derek's been really hyped up. I think I have been as well. And a lot of Colts Nation are really excited for Granson and what he can bring to this offense. Just a whole new element. I mean, in, when we interviewed Granson earlier in the offseason, he really said, like, I can bring something different to this tight end room. I can provide that vertical threat down the field. And all signs indicate that he's going to be like that, right? He's going to be just a bigger receiver at tight end, a mismatch nightmare for a lot of these, you know, linebackers and such. And, you know, it's not like he's overly big. He's only, I believe, 6'2". So, like, he's not that big for a tight end. But what he can do and how he can create mismatches down the field, I think you look at the Colts' offense vertically last year, you can point to a lot of reasons. Um, One of those being the lack of receiving tight end. You know, we thought Trey Burton might be that. Kind of disappointed at certain points. He had his flashes but never really put it together. We feel like Granson can be Trey Burton but even a little bit better in terms of more vertical plays down the field. And the Colts were really not that good last year in vertical plays down the field. So you get a quarterback like Carson Wentz, you get him a tight end like Kylan Granson that can do that. I think potentially this could be a really good match for some big plays down the field, even this season in his rookie year. Andrew, the other guy that I want to look at is seventh-round pick, wide receiver from Charleston, Mike Strawn. Now, Mike Strawn is a physical freak, man. I mean, he was completely dominant at Charleston in the D2 division. I mean, he should be if he's getting drafted, right? He was completely dominant. But just the physical tools alone, I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that I've just been like, man, Mike Strawn, Mike Strawn, for whatever reason. Obviously, the Colts saw him. They saw the physical gifts that he has and how dominant he was. And they were like, we need, feel like we need to take a chance on this guy. And we had the opportunity also to talk to Strawn and uh, really liked his mindset overall um, as a receiver. And, you know, maybe you, maybe not, he contributes this season. We've seen the Colts. Seems like every draft they they get a receiver that's kind of physically gifted during those later rounds, a fifth to sixth to seventh rounds. And uh, I think Mike Strawn, out of all these guys, including Desmond Patman, is probably the physically the most gifted guy the Colts have drafted later on in the in the rounds. What are your thoughts on a guy like Mike Strawn? Well, I mean, you said he's physically gifted, uh, first and foremost, given what we heard when we had a chance to speak with him. Excuse me, one of the things that I remember – Uh, distinctly about the interview is the players that he models his game after. And one of which is a hall of famer in Calvin Johnson, just a big physical wide receiver that can go up and catch those, you know, 50, 50 contested balls can just, I mean, there's, there's so much to be said about having that kind of a receiver in your offense. And we saw that last year with Michael Pittman. um, But we also saw that Pittman had a couple different, instances where he was out for a few games uh, or maybe a game or two because of an injury that he had. And we didn't really see the Colts have success with that particular part of their offense when they were missing Pittman because there wasn't really anybody to replace him. We didn't really see much of Desmond Patton uh, or Patton, pardon me. But with a guy like Mike Strawn, um, who you said is certainly turning heads or has been since he's arrived, I see no reason why he can't at least compete for a roster spot. I think that um, 
you know, if Pittman were to go down and they like what he brings to the table, maybe a little bit more than Desmond Patton, maybe you throw him in there. Maybe you have Michael Pittman and Mike Strong uh, both in there at one point. I mean, they're Frank Reich and new offensive coordinator, coordinator Marcus Brady, excuse me, I think are going to find ways to implement all of these guys. They, they know how to use players' strengths, and they know how to get the best out of them, and I think that they're going to do that with, with Mike Strong this season without question. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the last guy, Andrew, that you want to talk about, I'll let you introduce him. Then last pick that the Colts had in this 2021 NFL draft, who might that be? Well, that's a guy that I know you've been pretty high on. I think Derek's been high on as well. Uh, and I'm certainly high on, uh, and that's Will Fries. And I know the listeners at home are probably thinking, you know, Andrew, what are you talking about? The Colts, one of the biggest things that I've noticed in the last few years is they value offensive linemen that are versatile. Think about mm-hmm. it. Quentin Nelson can play more than one position, although they'd like him to obviously stay at left guard. Joe Haig, an offensive lineman who they took in the fifth round out of North Dakota State four or five years ago, was that Swiss Army knife, if you will, of the offensive line, a guy that could move around and play multiple positions. And that speaks volumes. I mean, in the NFL, Cody, injuries happen all the time. And if an offensive lineman goes down – in terms of value, a player that can play all five positions are, are hard to come by. And Will mm-hmm. Fries, I mean, regardless of being picked in the seventh round, I think has a chance to come in and legitimately, legitimately I mean, compete for a roster spot. I mean, I think he obviously has some mechanics and tools to, you know, fine tune or to work on as to many late round picks, if you will. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is a guy that, has experience playing all five positions and playing them fairly well. And when we had a chance to speak with him uh, not too long ago, he said that that was something that he considered a strength, his versatility, and that he thinks that's going to serve him well moving forward. So in my mind, Will Fries has a chance to, like I said, compete for a roster spot, maybe not a starting roster spot, because obviously I think the Colts are – clearly certain of who their starting five are. But, you know, those backups are maybe a bit of a question mark. You don't really know who the backup left guard or right guard is going to be or backup offensive tackle is. And we saw Braden Smith go down for a few games last season. I mean, those are just some examples to where I think Will Fries brings value. I think he's he's got a tremendous upside. I really do. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned the, the offensive tackle, like the offensive line depth, I should say. And that was something the Colts desperately missed last year, especially when they had some injuries at the offensive tackle position. I mean, they really had nobody that you felt confident in could step in there. You know, they had Danny Pinter who stepped in at center when Ryan Kelly missed a few snaps. But other than that, you really didn't feel great about anybody on that offensive line. And not just with Will Fries, but just this whole offseason, I think the Colts really noticed that and they took note of that. And they decided we're not going to let that happen again. And they went and they they signed a Chris Reed, right? They they signed Sam Tevy. They they went and drafted Will Fries. You know, Danny Pinter has another year. They brought back Joey Hunt. So like they are bound and determined to have quality offensive line depth everywhere. And I think that's going to be big. And I think if Will Fries can can really compete, I mean, he was playing up against some really really solid defenders in the Big Ten when he's playing at Penn State. So like this guy's seen some really really good talent. Obviously, NFL talent is next level, 
But I think Will Fries is a really good opportunity here uh, to be a very versatile offensive lineman, kind of like Danny Pinter. He can play guard. He can play center. I think Will Fries could play a little bit of everything, like you mentioned with Joe Haig. And that is so valuable. I mean, so, so valuable to have a player like that that you could plug in anywhere. I mean, Joe Haig played literally every position for the Colts, I think maybe besides center. He might have even played center. I, I just don't remember when he played center. He primarily was a guard and tackle. If you could have a guy like that, um, and Will Fries, I really feel excited. I felt like he was a steal in the seventh round. Some people had him going as early as the third or fourth round. So really felt like the Colts got a good steal there with Will Fries. And I think those three guys in particular have the best chance right now to be those hidden gems. Obviously, there's a couple other guys like Sam Ellinger. We don't really feel like he's going to see the field anytime soon. Sean Davis, more of a special teams guy. But you know what? Like, who knows? Like we thought that was going to be the same with with Kari, Kari Willis a couple of years ago when he was taken in the fourth round. You just don't know with some of these guys, but I think based off of what we've heard and based off of what other people have said, I think these three guys, Andrew, are really solid picks here. But what do you guys think? Do, you, do our listeners agree? Do you like these three guys, potential gems for the Colts here in the later rounds? What do you think? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you, Andrew, so much for coming on, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys Thank you. for listening. And as always... Go Colts!